Hey, I'm Carmen. I'm a teacher, fellow ADHDer, and a certified life coach. I created this podcast to help people like you live the life they want to live. Let's chat about the struggles, the different things that we face, the latest research, and some of my favorite tips on how to cope with this neurodevelopmental disorder of ADHD. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back and thank you for pressing play on Authentically ADHD with me. Today we are going to talk about what's in a diagnosis and what should be in a diagnosis. I've been reading Taking Charge of Your Adult ADHD by Dr. Russell Barkley and the insights that it has given me is... Oh, I don't even know if I have a word to describe it yet, but it is so informative and just a lovely resource. But first, I would like to read to you my very first review. This review comes from Erin Rausch, also a certified life coach, and she says, I freaking love your podcast. I'm undiagnosed, but so many of these things you talk about ring true for me And you not only help me feel better about myself, but you give actual help and steps I can take right now to set myself up for success. Thank you so much for the kind words, Erin. And I am so glad that I am helping people like you just ready themselves to be more successful in life every day. Because that's the goal of this podcast. So... This might be a little bit of a heavy info episode, but it's super informative to know what's in a diagnosis versus what should be in a diagnosis. So let's get started. Hey, ADHDer, I see you. If you'd like to take the strategies and tips that I share in this podcast further, Head to my show notes and click the link to join Focused. It is the ADHD program for adults created by Kristen Carter, who has ADHD herself. So the platforms are ADHD friendly and the transformations that I've made since I joined have been amazing. If you head to my show notes and use that link, not only do you save $50 in your first payment, but I get a credit to my account too. We all win. Go to my show notes now if you want more of these tips, strategies, and in-depth ways to manage your ADHD. You can also download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started making your own podcast to share your voice. All right, my friends, back to the show. To quote Dr. Uh, Barkley in The Taking Charge of Your Adult ADHD, quote, lacking self-control robs you of your free will, 
and this is one of the most tragic consequences of ADHD, end quote. When I read that, it made me feel sad, but then it made me feel empowered again because ADHD is not a deficit in anything. If I can make anything clear in this episode, it's that ADHD is misconceptualized by society and it's not a deficit in attention, but instead a disorder of an abundance of thoughts and attention with the difficulty of regulating it, like poor self-management related to time, poor self-organization, poor self-restraint or inhibition, also known as our impulsivity, poor self-motivation, and poor emotional self-regulation. ADHD adults find it difficult to take strong emotions in stride and react appropriately and then downregulate them, being more socially acceptable and being supportive of the long-term welfare and goals that they have. So in turn, using our executive functioning skills is not easy and it doesn't come naturally to our neurodiverse brains. People with ADHD have different brains. They're wired differently, they're shaped differently, we have different size frontal lobes, and our limbic systems love to take over. So executive functions are self-directed actions that one uses to do things like plan, stay to the plan, have and keep motivation with constraint while regulating the emotions that come along during said task or action. Now, if you weren't counting, that's six, six executive functions we use for just one task. That may seem like a little thing to you, but for someone with ADHD, you have to keep in mind that all of those parts of our brain are either underdeveloped or they just don't work as well as neurotypical because of our inability to self-monitor, regulate, and stay in a flow state without distractions. ADHD is largely misinterpreted. Um, Most people think of like a hyper little boy who can't sit still, bouncing like off the walls. But I want you to imagine for a second that ADHD can also look like that same boy sitting at his desk, not retaining any of the information that his teacher is saying because he's too hyper-focused on drawing Spider-Man. It can also look like a little girl who looks like she's paying attention. The keyword is she looks like she's paying attention. But meanwhile, she's staring right through the teacher, deep in a daydream, like completely somewhere else, while twirling her hair. That's the hyperactivity, friends. The biting the nails, the twirling the hair, the racing thoughts. They're internalized for a lot of different people, which is why this disorder is largely misunderstood and underdiagnosed. So I could go on and on about what ADHD could look like, and that just goes to show that ADHD is not a deficit in anything, because in all those scenarios... 
the kids had attention and abundance of it. It just wasn't being regulated or controlled. This is because ADHD and people who have it experience difficulty in three or more of these five different areas. The first one is poor emotional self-regulation. We have low frustration tolerance. We are impatient. We have poor self-assessment, meaning we don't really have that mind-body connection that others seem to have. We um, also can't take emotions in stride, so completing tasks and disassociating from the emotion is difficult. The second one is the lack of self-motivation, meaning we take shortcuts a lot in work, especially if things are boring or if there's lots of tedious tasks, or we're likely to just skip out on it altogether because it's boring or mundane and we lose focus easily. We're told by others that we're lazy and unmotivated, which might be why some of us grow up thinking that we're stupid and lazy and that we just can't do anything right um, because this is how we're labeled uh, when we really just have ADHD. No wonder girls, for the most part, are labeled with depression and anxiety when they go into the doctor with these struggles that are actually related to their ADHD. So the third area of um the four, the third area of the difficulties is poor self-restraint. I do this one a lot, blurting out or interrupting during conversation because you fear that you're going to like forget what you're going to say. This isn't appropriate in all situations, but try not to interrupt the person and just take note of the thing that you want to say so that you can say it when the person is done sharing their thought or if it's during a meeting or what have you. Poor self-restraint also has to do with not thinking about what we do before we do it. We are quick to anger when we're stressed out or upset, and we usually take it out on our loved ones. And we're more likely to do more dangerous things, like in the Dangers of ADHD episode, um, we're more likely to do drugs and make poor choices and lose jobs and just a lot of different things with that poor self-restraint. We have a lot of, um, what is it? Just like, it's poor inhibition. We don't, we don't think before we do. We're very impulsive. The next one is poor self-organization. And this has to do with planning, organizing and prioritizing tasks and knowing how long each step will take for each specific task from beginning to end. This also has to do with scheduling, especially if it's longer time out, like you're trying to schedule for something three or four months out because we have a problem with time. And I know I keep mentioning time blindness and I am going to do an episode on that soon. And this also has to do with losing our train of thought. We are not able to get back on track when we are interrupted. 
This leads right into number five, which is poor self-management. Setting goals related to planning, time, and then procrastinating on those tasks that we don't want to do and we do other things instead. We have a hard time, like I said, planning ahead. We forget to do important tasks and we have trouble um, getting ready for upcoming events or we over get ready for upcoming events and that comes up as um, perfectionism. Sometimes we feel like we can never seem to accomplish the goals we set for ourselves and then we're always late for work or scheduled appointments. So these are just a few of the things in each area and what I invite you to do is explore what's difficult for you if you have ADHD or, or whatever, if you have anything and you find this useful, explore what's difficult for you. Keep a running notepad or something in your phone. You could just like, you could use a voice recorder or a piece of paper or the little notes app on your phone and just mark down each time that you have trouble with something. Just make a little note to yourself. After a couple days, look at the one that pops up the most and take that one find some strategies and implement them literally one at a time. We don't do well with multitasking. A lot of people who have ADHD think that they're good at multitasking, but we are not. So when you do perform the things that are like strategies to help you, remember if you're putting too many in place, at once, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure, my friend, because we don't, we are unable to have that many skills develop at once, especially in the, in this part of our brain that is underdeveloped. So I invite you to journal a little about this and take note of what's most difficult for you and then find some of the strategies that go along with that. I am nowhere near done with this podcast. There will be so many more episodes because I have, like I said, paper piles of research since I was diagnosed to share with you. But that's all I have for today, friends. Stay authentic. See you next time. Do you feel like your emotions run your life instead of you running your emotions? I have fantastic news for you. Guess what? Our emotions are caused by thoughts. And thoughts are just sentences in our head that we can choose whether or not we want to believe. Now, if you want to get more into this, you should definitely hit me up for a free coaching consultation call. I will walk you through this process and you can decide whether you'd like to work with me one-on-one in improving your life. This is my friendly reminder that I am not a doctor. I am just a fellow ADHDer, teacher, and life coach. If you suspect that you have ADHD or some other mental illness, please seek help from a medical professional. As I always suggest, 
see a psychologist to get a full evaluation. Back to the show.